who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Hi, I'm Madigan from Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist, a podcast that explores the world through a personal, intersectional feminist perspective. Each Monday, I bring you a brand new full-length episode covering something from a wide variety of topics. And then every Friday, come meet up with me again for a mini What's in the News episode so you can stay up to date on everything that's going on in the world. Check out Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist wherever you get your podcasts. And Ray John. But then the joke is like, the pussy is what is feeding the athleticism. (laughs) So, (laughs) got electrolyte. Which I do fully believe. I'm diking out, you're diking out. Let's dike out together. See what it's all about. Diking out, diking out, diking out, diking out. Hi, and welcome to Diking Out, a podcast proving that just because dikes are good with tools, it doesn't mean we know how to fix ourselves. I'm Carolyn Bergier. I'm Melody Kamali. And today we are diking out with comedian Lindsay Bowling about rec leagues. But first, let's get into a couple of announcements. Yeah, I see here uh, on our little dock, Carolyn, the word swoveralls. Yes. <laughs> Which, let's not even explain swoveralls for people who don't know them. If you want to know what swoveralls are and why we are talking about them, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash diking out at the $10 level. We had quite the thread yesterday on our Facebook group about swoveralls and that did motivate me to release the the tapes. Yeah, I released the tapes. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Lordy. There are tapes. No, I uh, released the tapes of the only audio that we could use from last week. As we explained, we had a horrible audio issue, which couldn't be salvaged. But there were about maybe eight minutes with our guest. And I just threw that up on Patreon. So if you're a patron at any level, you can get that audio and hear maybe what that episode could have been. Hmm. And will be in the future because we're going to ask that person back. Yeah, I am really mourning that episode. It was (laughs) such a good one. We had so much fun. It was such a lovely conversation. And at least we got some of the Swoverall talk 
in there. Probably the dikiest <laughs> part of the conversation. So yeah. that is on our Patreon. And we know that not everybody can support us on a month-to-month basis. That's understandable. So we are exploring a new option for you to support the podcast. So you have Patreon. You can uh, help us through PayPal. You can buy our merch on Etsy. And another option now, and we'll have a link to this in the show notes, is Jemmy. Jemmy will allow a bunch of different uh, things that you can get, kind of like a cameo video, for example, but just do it through Jemmy. So all the options will be in one place for one time way to, uh, to support the podcast and get a little something from us in return. So head over to to Jemmy, that's J-E-M-I dot app slash diking out. Yeah, just get some uh, custom content for yourselves. Okay, and we have one final announcement that's actually a new and exciting one. We did talk a little bit last week about the Lesbian Bar Project that is happening. It is a month-long fundraiser to save the dike bars in this country. There are only 15 dike bars that are still in business and we want to help them out. So uh, past guest Erica Rose, along with some other great collaborators, worked with Leah Delaria on creating this PSA about the importance of these spaces. And we wanted to help. So how are we helping? We are putting on a virtual fundraiser event. So we're going to put on a show. It's going to be free. So this will be different than the past events that we've done, but we're going to encourage people to donate money uh, during the show to help add to the fundraiser total for these 15 bars. So we are pulling together the performers and hoping to have some really exciting past guests make appearances. We are reaching out to some uh, exciting folks who may jump in on this show. So save the date right now. We're going to be posting more details soon, but it's going to be the evening of Monday, November 23rd. Melody and I will be hosting this and we are going to save these lesbian bars. Who's with me? I'm with you, girl. I need like a Howard Dean yell. Yeah. (laughs) We got to get a soundboard. We do, right? We recorded an episode of We're Having Gay Sex, and they have a a soundboard when they do their episodes. And boy, does that add a lot of 1990s jazz (laughs) to a recording. Get me an air horn. I want it. Who needs a soundboard when you have a white girl making air horn noises into the <laughs> mic, Melody? <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew. <laughs> I need two soundboards now. <laughs> oh. Uh. <laughs> uh. 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 You know, thanks for doing the announcements Today, Carolyn, I'm only capable of so much this week. Yeah, I can sense that your energy <laughs> is uh, has been tapped. <laughs> it's been tapped and sucked dry at 4 a.m. into my phone screen. I can't stop doom scrolling. Is that what we're calling it? I'm calling it doom refreshing. <laughs> so much refreshing. Uh, for what? Just to feel like... A tiny bit better because the news is already not great, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I. I mean, it makes a difference. What? 
No, I mean, having Biden as president, it does make a difference. And I don't want to minimize how important it is that we, knock on wood, but almost positive, won't be dealing with Donald Trump as president, at least until he runs again uh, in 2024, which if he's not in prison, I'm sure he will. Def. I just... um think I'm getting a lot of flashbacks to 2016. I also don't trust anything. I think I'm scrolling just to feel something. Like I'm <laughs> scrolling and watching celebratory dancing in Philly and I just feel nothing, but I can't look away. And I think I'm just trying to get myself to feel anything because I feel numb and I don't trust that he's going to end up losing. He, you know who I'm talking about. Um, yeah. I, like, I don't know. So it's like this weird paralysis where I'm only capable right now of, you know, when I'm not doom scrolling, I'm trying to escape a lot. It's a lot of TikTok toddlers and (laughs) Anderson Cooper's poetry. Right. I mean, looking at the exit polls, I want to talk about this because support for Trump doubled in -hmm. terms of the LGBT community. White woman, too. But yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Because this is diking out, we're going to start with the queers. And this is just shocking yet not shocking because, as we know, there are still a lot of queer people who have, like, done the mental gymnastics to convince themselves that that a Trump administration is pro-LGBTQ, even though they actively fight in court to make sure that companies can legally discriminate against us, even though they've been uh, extraordinarily anti-trans and All of this is documented. Uh, All of the conservative judicial appointments stand to make it very hard for us to keep the rights that we've been fighting so long for. So just feeling so much anger, honestly, at people in our community who can't own up to that and can't recognize that and instead buy into these uh, lies that the Trump administration peddles about how, oh, they're, he's so gay friendly, you know, like the, fa- the fact that Hillary Clinton got more LGBTQ support than Biden, who did come out for marriage before Hillary did like, yeah, thanks a lot. LGBTQ and on. <laughs> thanks a lot. LGBTQIA plus community. <laughs> that, that's, Tiffany Trump. <laughs> Did I you know, see I, that? I, yeah. Okay. Here's what I'm proposing. Any member of the LGBTQ plus community who voted for Donald Trump, you are uh, hereby moving forward, not allowed to consume any content created by any queer people and have to only watch Tiffany Trump <laughs> for the rest of your life. That's it. <laughs> That's all you get. all you get. Her and uh, Scott Baio. Yeah, and like uh, Ice Cube. Like, what's happening? Yeah. (laughs) I really can't. And Lil Pump and and Lil Wayne. (laughs) Oh, that one's actually, that one hurts. Um, Lil Wayne? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Ice Cube, too. Uh, Can I reach it? Reaching for a... Really great ice cube shirt I have in my closet, but oh. yeah, I'm not even going to reach for it right now. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it in the closet. And let's not forget the rainbow wave we saw, too. Yes. 
A lot of good, a lot of big wins. Yes. We should not just harp on the right. LGBTQ and on of it all, but we got a big rainbow wave. A lot of yes. firsts. And that's not including Lindsey Graham. (laughs) I said this on Twitter, but um, internalized homophobia is a prison and Lindsey Graham is serving a life sentence and I hope it tortures him every day. (laughs) Lady G. Shout out to all the people who cast spells. Yes. That one man in, what was it, Thailand? (laughs) There's a viral video that went around of a man doing an ancient practice of putting a hex on Trump. It was like a printout, color printout portrait (laughs) of Trump. And he, it's like a 14 minute video. Oh, I miss this. Smashing it. (laughs) Like beating the shit out. It's, It's a flimsy kind of paper, but it goes on for so long while he's putting some kind of hex on it. It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Or I saw some girls even in Brooklyn, like burning sage and prancing around (laughs) on election day. (laughs) We needed it. You know, we needed any, anything we could get. Ugh, these depressing, depressing exit polls. I know. But you know what the election doesn't get in the way of? What? That's us being gay. Carolyn. Yeah. What's the gayest thing you did this week? Oh, man. The gayest thing I did this week was... It's a toss-up. I did get my hair cut, and I got it cut. You can't really see it as much Yeah, I was just going to say, wait, I should have noticed, but it's hidden behind the cans. Here, it's... Oh, dang. It is so 90s boy heartthrob. <laughs> I do feel a little bit like Ryder Strong. Yes. Uh, it's a Ryder Strong haircut. It's shorter than my last short haircut. I told her she could go a little bit shorter than last time just so I have uh, a little more time that I can go and like getting as much as the pink out as possible, even though I miss the pink so much. And as soon as I'm done with like all the IVF stuff, I am bringing the pink back because that definitely does put a little bit of pep in my step to have bright pink hair. I will say get it where you can. Yeah. Yeah. But that haircut was pretty gay, especially since my hairdresser is also just this incredible dyke. And uh, we always have the gayest conversations. Uh. Uh, this time it was a lot of home renovation talk. It was a lot of talk about uh, flooring and cabinets and contractors, but also there's always a healthy dose of IVF talk because she's a mom too. And like her and her wife keep going back and forth about whether to have another baby because she had uh, a baby years ago and now they're a teenager, but she kind of wants one more before it's too late. So that was very gay, but also the uh, lesbian bar project call that I, that I was on, working out the details of the show with these ladies, again, including past guest Erica Rose, who I'm such a big fan of her and her work. Uh, the call was so much fun. You know, one of the people involved is somebody who had... Uh, who's a listener of the podcast and has come out to our Stonewall shows and I met her there. So it was very hard to stay on track with the conversation because we kept talking about certain people we wanted in the show and just going off on like tangents about like stories related to them or like Celesbian gossip or, or things. It was just like very fun dyke gab fest 
in those meetings. So that also felt very gay. And this last thing I'm going to throw in has nothing to do with the gayest thing I did this week. But uh, we did reach out to Mae Martin to see if they could be a part of the show. And they cannot. But for the best reason ever, and we need some place in this uh, episode to share it it's because they are filming season two of feel good which i didn't know was happening because i don't think netflix has picked it up yet but with channel four they are making uh, a season two of feel good so it will exist yes somewhere we will and i get vpns yes and we will get some closure for may and george maybe who knows it could be a, a roller coaster and hopefully we'll get some more lisa Kudro. So yes. just all Maybe. those things, gay and exciting, uh, even with the stressful election going on, I felt like I had a really gay week. But there was another very gay thing that I did, which might be your gayest thing. I don't know. Yeah. Let me have some. Yeah. <laughs> I'm willing to share that one. I'm not going to hog all the gay moments. So you can I take mean, that one. What a productively gay week. Um <laughs> Yeah, I know what you were going to say. We recorded an episode of We're Having Gay Sex, hosted by two past guests, right? One before my time, yep. Ashley Gavin and Gara Lonning. I had a blast. Yes. Real big dyke energy. Um, yeah. <laughs> talking about tribbing and 69ing and... Yeah. To my parents who may sometimes check in on this podcast, that's fine. Not that one. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that was fun going into it. Melody knew without me even having to tell her that I don't love talking about sex. (laughs) Uh, It just makes me uncomfortable, especially if it's going to be out in the world for, I don't know. I'm just not someone that's like, like, I don't like giving a ton of details. (laughs) I host a podcast. Yeah. About my <laughs> personal journey, but n- yeah, I get it. I think I got through it okay. I mean, I guess, you know, people can listen to the episode if they want to hear. <laughs> yeah, check us out. I think it comes out the day before this here ep does. Um, yeah, it should be out. Yeah, that wasn't going to be my gayest thing. Um, oh, okay. What do you got? Tell me more. Because does it get gayer than this? I voted with Allie. I wanted to vote early. If voting makes you gay, then we have a uh, 139 million people in this country <laughs> who are gay. <laughs> um, looking forward to that email. Anyways, <laughs> I wanted to vote early. Uh, he'd just been dying to vote, you know? Um, and Allie works uh, during the day. And usually is exhausted on the weekends. And it just played out that, like, I eventually just had to wait for her to vote on Election Day. And she was very excited, jumped out of bed at 6 a.m. and had laid out shirts for us to wear. (laughs) And I was so tired. I wasn't thinking in the moment, but I just let Allie wear a huge (laughs) Biden-Harris shirt. 
to the polling place, which no, is you illegal. Can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> I was not thinking. Um, oh and she had laid out a super queer shirt for me. It's a rainbow flag with a fight the power fist coming out of it with big block letters against that saying vote. And I said, absolutely not. Um, I she knows my material. Like I have stand up material about how I don't love wearing rainbows. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, you know, proud LGBT. Q community member I just as a fashion choice no I have jokes about how her family overcompensates and buys me all those shirts and they pile up why'd she get me that um but yeah I really forgot she was wearing that shirt we waited in a long line made some friends um we all kind of trauma bonded as we had a crazy guy across the street screaming right, at us right. about how Biden sold out um but yeah, someone pointed out Allie's shirt as we were going in and he just like points at her. He's like, you can't. And I just like reached over and zipped up her hoodie like in one fell right. swoop as we, it was like, as we're walking in oh, like man. the last moment. But anyways, um, you know, you know, you're in the, if you're in the Facebook group, Patreon members, you know, Allie loves pics. Um, so yes. always posting those pics, um, yeah. of every moment of our day. And she needed to have our voting pics. Of course, uh, yeah. voting selfie, totally normal, except, um, the reason it's the gayest thing of the week is Allie like needed to have multiple shots, us cuddling. And then we had to have her kissing us kissing. And then, like, multiple <laughs> takes of my white girlfriend uh. screaming in the Brooklyn streets. And now with kissing! Just, like, <laughs> I feel like I try to blend in in the neighborhood. Uh. I'm not a proud gentrifier. Like, I just, I'm default white when I'm with her. It's just, like, this big blonde uh. hair screaming in the street trying to get that shot it's PDA. like it's all elderly people surrounding us all elderly black people mostly <laughs> bringing pda to the plg yes you got it <laughs> oh i would hate to do this to you melody but i think i did the same thing as you i went to vote but i did it even gayer what did you guys do you scissor in the street instead of kiss in the street Yes. No, we were tripping. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I learned it's cooler to say tripping than scissoring. <laughs> this week, definitely check out We're Having Gay Sex. Uh, <laughs> except I'm going to say scissor for life. I. <laughs> yeah. I don't care what's cooler. Scissor is funner. We're anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Cecilia can't vote because she's not a citizen. I vote by myself. So what happened was I was also going to vote early but the early place was uh farther away from my apartment and i was like you know what all these people are early voting and it's probably going to be fine on election day there's never a line at my polling place and i'm just gonna go then i have all day to vote i went i went in the morning and i put on my uh nasty woman shirt and Went to vote with that, but then I got there and the line was like going way down the block and I've yeah. never seen that before. So I turned around and was like, I'm going to come back later. Uh, <laughs> got some flexibility today. So I oh, came back. Oh, flexibility, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you have gay sex? You like that? Uh, <laughs> so I came home and and scissored. No, uh, <laughs> I came home and then when I went again, 
I decided to, I was uh, motivated by pictures I was seeing on the gram and I changed into my wild fang suit that I haven't had an opportunity to wear yet. Oh my Kept God. on the nasty woman shirt. So wild fang suit that was featured on the L Word Generation Q just for extra gayness. Nasty woman shirt. Cecilia escorted me to the poll this time and then I voted. Love it. Love it. And while wearing Joe Biden aviators, I hate to call them Joe Biden aviators, but you know what? Uh, <laughs> oh, for a the, second, I thought you said it was branded. No, just his style. No, no, just oh, his like, style. I, that's illegal, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no. Can you imagine if I got branded Joe Biden aviators? <laughs> no. That's the thing, too. I just I'm kept a, making I'm fun of I'm nuts for Biden. Yeah. I'm I was like, why'd you buy him. that? <laughs> just donate to the campaign. You don't need the shirts. We have so many shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I had to wear the aviators, too, because that was the only way for me to be sure that it was uh, 2020 and not 2016. Mm. Well, I guess the mask. I guess the mask. Yeah, that'll do it. But it was was a fine line between having flashbacks of uh, 2016 when we were all suiting up to go to the polls and get ready for our first woman president, which is now a vice president, our first... Second man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully. I, You're so skeptical. You're so skeptical. <laughs> I trust nothing. Um, that's this great. This is going to happen if I have to lay miserable a uh, uh, barricade on my street <laughs> and, <laughs> and hold New York City down to stay as part of the uh, democratic United States of America. Okay? Yeah. I just uh, said lay, lay miserable in the most American way possible. That's how serious lay, I am lay about miserables. this. Les miserables. Les de- deplorables. How about? <laughs> oh, did you see like that New York State uh, went like even more for Trump by yeah, like five I points? Did. And Great. I saw Elise, what's her face one. And the, oh, the amount of signage for her when we were up there. Um, and like a pull quote on signs from like Trump calling her the perfect Republican. <laughs> she won up that district up. I don't like it. And of course, I also had the pleasure of voting for my rep, AOC. So jealous. <laughs> don't be jealous for too long because I think I'm going to be moving soon and she will no longer be my rep. And that's making yeah. me the saddest about moving. But, you know. I'm hoping in, uh, I don't know, what, four years maybe? She can be my senator. How about that? Here's hoping. Yes. Queer's hoping. (laughs) So punny. So punny. (laughs) Slap happy. Hilarious. Hilarious. Ugh. Sorry, listeners. I have not been sleeping this week. But you have been drinking. Which... Yeah. Honestly, maybe I'm so le- low energy for this right now because I'm hungover from our episode we recorded last night. <laughs> this episode, <laughs> like the interview. Yeah. I think we all, we got a little bit loose. Uh, lots got edited out. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's because it's not, we're not as sure about, we got Pennsylvania and Georgia. Since we recorded that, you know, yes. it was a little more, we got a drink. 
Yeah, let's preface this interview with saying that we were feeling pretty loosey-goosey with the topic. Uh, The guest is a cool, fun comedian that uh, Melody is friends with and that I've always wanted to be friends with. So we talk a little bit about the topic and then start gabbing about gay shit. Just diking out. It's great. Yeah, it really felt like we were diking out to distract ourselves from everything going on. Uh, so as just a reminder, today we're diking out with comedian Lindsay Bowling about rec leagues. Lindsay is a former Division I soccer player from Kentucky who has been featured in national comedy festivals such as the New York Comedy Festival, Boston Women in Comedy Festival, and Cape Fear Comedy Festival. She performs in normal times uh, all over the country and now mostly New York and Philly. And let's get into it. Woo! Lindsay, thank you so much for diking out with us today. What a treat. Thanks for having me, guys. Yes, thank you for spending um, your evening of November 5th with us. (laughs) Yes, we need to give everybody context of like the exact time we're recording this. So uh, it is 6.41 p.m. on November 5th. Uh, We all just got the alert that Trump was going to speak before going into this. So we're not sure if the militias are organizing. There um, have been low-flying helicopters in my uh, normally calm neighborhood uh, all day. It was going on for about an hour. I was trying to find out on Citizen App what's going on. Uh, Nobody knows. Preparations. So, Yeah. I just wanted to mention (laughs) the date and time. So people would understand that we are drinking. We are drinking, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we didn't plan it. It just came into just to put and it I'm mixing I'm mixing beverages already. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. You inspired me. Like I don't even know. I yeah. grabbed a backup white claw for <laughs> when my I think you always need a backup white claw, like just in yeah, case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially this election season. Um I'm happy to distract with you, though. Yes. I haven't been drinking much. And on election night, I was like, just in case I should have a a bottle around. And my wife was like very concerned that the liquor stores were going to be empty. She's like, we better go now because it's going to be empty. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's not going to be empty. Like, <laughs> It's not like uh, we have a pandemic and a probable curfew coming. Come on. Uh, no, it was fine. Yeah. But anyway. We'll see. Lindsay, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. You're a comedian. I'm a comedian. I'm from Louisville, Kentucky, which I do want to say was blue. It went blue. Oh, it did? I'm always proud of that. Nice. Yeah, we're always like a little blue dot, which is nice. But yeah, that's where I'm from. I lived in New York since 2012 and uh, super gay, 100% gay. <laughs> Has Mitch McConnell been like senator since you were born? I think so, Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was actually, yeah, I was shocked. I was on a flight with him once. I'm so sorry. Actually, I know it was horrifying. He was like leaning against a pole with his head down. He just looked like so exhausted (sighs) and old. That's not a face I'd want to see in person. Yeah, it's worse in person. Yeah. I have no other intent. He was like reading something. I was trying to figure out what he's reading. I kept going back and forth. Like I was going to like discover some like 
big, like, he was, like, doing an investigation or something, and I was going to, like, figure out what was going on, but he was just reading, uh, like, a Wikipedia page about a dude or something. Probably. Like, it wasn't very interesting. I wish it were, like, Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> was that? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, oh, he's going to be gay. Like, something like that. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Um, you? Yeah. Super gay in Kentucky, but not really until college. I didn't really date uh, anybody in high school. I was a big soccer player, and we were talking about sports, so mm. I was, like, very into that. That was my girlfriend for a while, and uh, then dated girls in college, but um, didn't come out until I was like 25 and living in New York. Yeah. Um, can I just tell you my knowledge of you? Before I even met you, I used to fly into New York, and I would stay with your roommate, Julia Solomon, uh, my friend from Chicago, yes. when I would come and visit. And I had come out to her when she was still in Chicago, but like she didn't really get it until she was living in New York. I think it was like her first or second year there. You were her roommate. And she was like, just date my roommate. She's a lesbian. <laughs> Wait, I kind of remember this. I think and she was like, do it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> She's like a mom organizing like a lesbian camp. She's like, you're a lesbian. You're a lesbian. Let's yeah. go. So I'd be unreasonably um, self-conscious when I would stay with her because I didn't know if she said anything to you. I was just so scared and sleeping on your couch. <laughs> I kind of vaguely remember that. But, but we, that's when we met, yeah. right? <laughs> I didn't try to, like, make out with you, did I? No. <laughs> <laughs> if someone put me in that situation, if I knew that, like, a friend had, like, talked me up to a friend and then like had to meet under those conditions I'd be like my most awkward self no I was doubt. it wasn't it I, was just she planted the seed and then I, I felt like I was an audition every time I came and visited New York I hate that <laughs> that ha that happens constantly right as lesbians people are like oh I know a couple like friends of mine you can meet and I'm like I don't want to meet any of your friends yeah. I would rather meet someone who knows no one that I know oh like, yeah right let's start fresh <laughs> But that's hard as a lesbian, too, because we all know each other. Yeah, uh, yeah That is Somehow. how we met. So there you go. Right. That yeah. is essentially how we met. <laughs> Insane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We do have to ask you, too. Um, Speaking what? of gays. Um, Lindsay, what is the gayest thing you did this week? I didn't have sex. So I guess yelled, I yelled at a man. <laughs> yeah. Count it. Um, that's pretty gay. Ooh, tell us more. Well, I didn't really yell, but there's, like, an older guy who comes into my place of work, which I probably shouldn't say where it is, but um, into the lobby where I have a day job now. And he, like, I'm supposed to, like, greet them and say hello. Like, I'm working as basically a greeter right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm just telling millionaires to, like, have a good day. It's <laughs> upsetting. <laughs> And a lot of them are dudes with, like, this guy came in, and uh, I was like, hi, how are you? And he was like, do you know my name? And I was like, oh, no, what, like, what's your name? I'm sorry. And he was like, oh, I thought you said my name. And then he was walking back, and he turned to my security guard, and he was like, oh, I thought she knew my name. He was like, I was kind of turned on. Oh. And then he, like, turned and, like, got onto the elevator, and I was furious. <laughs> and then he, when he came back down... He was like, oh, you don't want to say hi to me now? And I was like, I don't talk to people who disrespect me like that. And I just, like, went off on him. Nice. Kind of, and then he left. And I just, like, I think sometimes it's, like, my security guy was like, oh, he's just trying to be nice. Like, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. I just mm -hmm. have a chip on my shoulder when it comes to dudes flirting with me. And also, he's, like, twice. I look younger than I am. <laughs> he's an old man. Yeah. 
I'm at work. Gross. To say he was turned on, like of all the comment, like old guy comments you can make, that's like an especially creepy one. Yeah, right. that's aggressive. Like, you got a boner in the lobby, like from a gym. That, yeah. That's essentially what he's saying. Like from me knowing your name, like that's embarrassing for you. Yeah. Right. Um, well, telling him to yeah, so I kind of like went off on him. Uh, respect is gay culture, yeah. and we're counting it. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, good. I'm trying to think there's other gay stuff, but my birthday was like two weeks ago. Oh, that's right. We were going to go to your birthday celebration yeah, in the park, and then, and then Allie got like a hernia. or so. Like, Allie has like a lot of urinary issues, and she was in a lot of pain that day. But I remember it suddenly rained that day, so did she you told still me. have your birthday party in the park? Yes. N- no, we went to Mexico and spent $600. <laughs> we were there for like five hours because we couldn't go outside. Oh my God. And um, then we went to a second location and I blacked out while we were at Mexico. So I don't remember going to the second location. Mm. Um, <laughs> there, I, I did. I, there's no more to that story. Well, You're blacked no, out. I don't think Why are you pa- searching? I don't think my parents are going to listen to this. I did hook up with someone in the bathroom. <laughs> nice. Which I've never done before. And that's a very gay thing, but it wasn't this week. It was two weeks ago. So I couldn't, I couldn't. Okay say that but um i did do that full of integrity yeah yeah <laughs> um but uh yeah i was blacked out in my defense <laughs> but i wanted to yeah. do that. apparently it was my idea oh, so i love it um yeah every time that's been that's happened to me it's been my idea and i've been told that i've been very aggressive about it <laughs> Yeah, I told the girl that I've been seeing, I was like, I think that wasn't what happened that my uh, zipper was broken. And then I like asked you to go fix it in the bathroom with me. And she was like, "Mm, kind (laughs) of. I was like, Uh, nice. (laughs) Not quite. (laughs) Uh, But it was a fun day. Julia came, actually. Yeah, I know. I saw she posted pictures. I got FOMO. But someday soon we will all hang out in person again. I know. I don't know when that will be. Yeah. Well, it's not like your rec leagues <laughs> are happening, right? They actually are. They they are. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, at least you could talk about. I'm playing soccer right now. Okay. Yeah. That's. Are oh, you wow. playing outdoors mm-hmm. or on turf or what? Outdoors on turf. Yeah, it's a co-ed um, with masks. We have to wear them on the sideline, and then you can choose to wear them in the game or not. I haven't been. That's hard. Um, there are some teams that like wear them. They all wear them. Um, my yeah. team, like our goalie wears one cause goalies are weird. Not that wearing a mask is weird, <laughs> but he's like the odd man out. <laughs> I fully support wearing masks, but, um, but yeah, it's been fine. Like, I think people are not, people are kind of staying away from each other. Like for the most part, there haven't been a lot of like one-on-one challenges, you know, it's like kind of like yeah. people are staying separate so it's been good and you don't like kiss on the mouth at the end of the game like usual <laughs> yeah no like high fives no kissing on the okay. mouth okay um just i also yelled at a guy during our game last week i forgot about that he called me a shorty on the field uh-uh. he was like several times and i was trying to not say anything so hard after what's with the these game. men disrespecting you i know isn't that messed up I feel like I'm, Yeah. sometimes I'm like, am I overreacting? And then I'm like, no, I just, I said it in a nice way. I was like, the, just so you, t- I said it to the whole team, not just him. I was like, just so your team knows, girls are not shorties that are playing. If you want to call the guy shorties also, that's fine. If you're calling everyone a shorty. Yeah. But like, we're just players on the field. And he was like, fair. 
And then that was it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, I'm a fun person. I feel like I should say I'm like a nice person. (laughs) Yeah, I can't even picture it. I think. Did you guys win that game? Uh, Yeah, we've won all our games. We're a good team. We're a good co-ed team. Before you even said that you played soccer, uh, one thing I like to do is try to guess what kind of sporty dyke people are. And I have very high accuracy, and I had you pegged for soccer. Really? I just want to say it for the record, because... Nice. It's like a weird sixth sense that I have of like, oh, what's your dyke sport from high school? I like that. I think that. I would have guessed it if I didn't know it about you. You do seem very soccer. Yeah, I, th- I definitely, soccer was my identity for a very long time. But you play basketball too, right? So, or you're a fan, right? I played basketball in high school, yeah. Okay, yeah. My basketball team was really good though, so I like rode the bench, but <laughs> I was a good three-point shooter. Yeah, those Kentucky basketball girls are. Oh man, yeah, we were really good. But that's where, I think those were like my first maybe like crushes were like the older basketball girls oh yeah let's get in yeah still to that. this day basketball girls yeah huge my crush. first memorable crush was sue bird like when i was in like fifth or sixth grade oh yeah that's a good one because yeah. you didn't even know she was gay no did she know i was i was just going to the yukon gaydar in sixth grade was amazing <laughs> yeah i was on a plane with them too uh diana tarasi was on the plane no too. way yeah, 1999 women's um UConn team was flying in the Sweet 16 or like uh oh my god I'm it was so like jealous. around that time they were flying to Texas and I was on the same flight as them and it took me the entirety of the flight to like work up the courage to go up and like wish them luck and I was too afraid to ask for a picture because it was a disposable camera it was like more of an ass I think <laughs> back then to ask for a picture um oh yeah. I bet they would have done it I know they were all really nice Oh, cool. That's almost as cool as being on a plane with Mitch McConnell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, damn. <laughs> I, fucking, I got Mitch McConnell. You got Sue Bird. Yeah. Sad. <laughs> Tennessee <What>? women's basketball <laughs> sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Why was he mad about that? Have I ever talked about this on the podcast? My arrest. <laughs> I was. Bel- That's your only arrest? Yeah, I was belligerent. Make no mistake. You were disrespecting Pat Summit yeah, like that? Yes, I was. Um, because wow. at the time, I feel like you mentioned maybe being arrested, but I do not remember the basketball this is, part this of this, is Melody. What, like, clinched me getting arrested. Like, it was down to, it was two Chicago cops. <laughs> this is what clinched it. <laughs> two <laughs> Chicago so cops bad. were deciding whether or not they should arrest me, right? It was a butch dyke in a Tennessee women's basketball beanie. And it was a dopey, tall, big guy, Chicago cap. Um, and they were just deciding what to do with me. And Classic good cop, bad it cop. It really was. And the Butch Dyke cop was the bad cop. Um, and I kept saying, wow. please, come on. I've been drinking and I'm on these medications. And this is my <laughs> mistake. Like, please let me go home. And the guy was like, I don't know. You know, my niece is on those medications. I know it can be, it can get pretty serious. Like we should let her. <laughs> and I, at the wrong time, noticed the Tennessee beanie on the Butch Dyke cop, and I screamed, "Fuck Tennessee! Tennessee sucks! Yukon Huskies!" I was obliterated. Um, 
<laughs> and she literally, she was like, I fucking hate this girl. Like, let's arrest her. You know what orig- Like, what officially yeah. got them to arrest me? They flipped a coin. I'm not kidding. And I got arrested. No. And I still need to get this expunged from my record. Who got to call it? You or them? <laughs> Between the two of them. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I still have this on my record. <laughs> but it's because That's I love insane. UConn women's basketball so much that I screamed right. at a cop about it and spent the night oh in jail. <laughs> and your Th- blackout this has changed moment. my perspective. Yeah, on the story because the story originally was just uh, I was arrested because cops flipped a coin to determine whether or not to take me in. Oh, yeah, that's the short version. But now that I hear the full story, I'm kind of on Team Dyke. Oh, there's actually like an hour more to the story that I'll say for another episode, but that is what got me arrested, screaming in the face of a lesbian cop about how much Tennessee basketball sucks. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, oh, the slammer. At least the cops are making work fun, you know, yeah. in that situation. <laughs> They're playing some games. Yeah, it was 2015. I was just, you know, pro- bored different and time. having fun. And <laughs> that's what I had to worry about <laughs> at the time. Right. <laughs> How long were you in jail for? Uh, the night. I got let out in the middle of a blizzard. Um, and it was the first year they're implementing this rule where they had to lock up my stuff in a prison on the north side but i was more downtown overnight and so basically they let me go eventually like i have a headshot and i got bullied in the prison from all the other girls um making fun of me did you meet any uh, chicks? no they all yeah, hated my, me that was my they all hated question. me i didn't see them i was in my own cell but like i had to walk past them all and they you got your own yeah. cell i can't tell if that's like fancy or sad <laughs> They're like, we hate her guts, but she does watch ESPN2 and we relate. No. um, Yeah, I got let out in the middle of a blizzard and had to hitchhike uh, basically six miles to the prison where my stuff was being held overnight. So it was like they first booked me in this one place, drove me six miles to spend the night. And then when I got let out, I didn't have my wallet, my bag, my phone. Everything was being held in some locker at this other place. So I had to keep hailing cabs in a blizzard giving just like every time they'd roll down the window, be like, Hey, here's the thing. And then them being like, no. (laughs) And just like did that for, uh, a few miles until I found a cab driver who was like super nice and he thought I was Pakistani and that happens a lot but he let me in (laughs) and then we talked and he was nice enough to drive me there wait for me outside drive me home once I had my wallet I paid him (laughs) okay wow so I have two sips of wine and I disclose all this (laughs) this is why I don't drink on the podcast BRB googling Melody's mugshot (laughs) I know. I really want to see it. I'm halfway through a bourbon and I was like, I had sex in a bathroom. I was like, I'm never going to mention that again. We're four minutes into the podcast. It's just, it's just word association at this point for like basketball. I also haven't talked to lesbians in like three days and I'm so excited to do it. I'm just letting it all out. Yeah. Let's let's do it. Um, Let's go. Rec Leagues is just a a guiding thing to ground us in. We can talk about uh, prior arrests, bathroom sex, everything that falls in between. It's all tangential related to that. Uh, So you played sports in high school and then in college. Yes. 
You played college soccer as well. College soccer. Did you play any other sports in college, like any intramural sports or anything? Like no. a lot of dykes get into rugby. Okay, they do. Yeah. Well, there. Number one, there was no time, but also there was no rugby at my school. Oh, okay. We did get lacrosse um, towards the end, and our goalie, who surprisingly is not gay, doubled up in <laughs> lacrosse, so she played two sports. <laughs> Well, I, I would feel, I guess, if you're playing, like, on a college team, they probably don't want you playing something, especially, like, rugby, where you could get injured. Yeah, maybe, like, fun. the only thing you could do is, like, so soccer's a fall sport, so maybe your senior spring, you could play right. a spring sport. Some girls are, like, freaking ballers and will play, like, basketball and soccer, but it's pretty rare, I think. Mm. Yeah, yeah, lacrosse is pretty good. Then when you get it hurt and stuff. A lot of the uh, soccer lesbians at my high school played lacrosse, too. Okay. Yeah, we didn't have lacrosse really in Kentucky. Like, we got it at my high school when I was in high school. Like, that's how new of a sport yeah. it was. I played it. I really, I weirdly liked it a lot. Like, I went to a winter clinic to practice yeah. through the winter to get good in the spring. I bet you were fucking good. <laughs> I made two goals, not to brag, out of my whole career. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it like, it's a lot like field hockey, right? It is. Um, and I tried playing that too. I played volleyball and then I dislocated my shoulder serving a serious spike. Um, oh boy. Yeah, my shoulder went complete, like my arm went backwards. And so I wasn't allowed to play any sport that made my arm go above my head so I can play so I went to field hockey and I really mm, think the reason okay. I stayed for that season was the dyke energy like there were some like visibly outlaws yeah. I, I don't know I, it just was one season for me and I did not like it that's why I hung out with only like field hockey and basketball players in college because they're that's where the lesbians were. yeah palpable dyke energy mm -hmm. Yeah, there. I have a joke about that that used to work really well. That now doesn't for some reason. But um, like, there was a girl on our college basketball team who could dunk, and people were like so sure that she was gay. <laughs> yeah, and that bothers me too. Of like that on the other side bothers me of like people thinking, "Oh, you're good at sports, so you must be eating pussy." Like, yeah, there's no other way. Like a straight girl would be like good at sports. Um, right. But then the joke is like the pussy is what is feeding the athleticism. <laughs> so it's got electrolyte, which I do fully believe. <laughs> but also that side note, that joke it fails because the girl that I made the joke about was straight, but now she's gay. Oh. <laughs> like ten years later, the one that could dunk. So yeah, are there a lot of people from your know. leagues or teams in high school or from the past who weren't out yet who are now out? That you were like, I have a feeling. Not soccer girls. Mm. Um, or at least the ones that I played with. Um, but yeah, some that from other sports. But yeah, I don't know. I don't have a lot of friends growing up that are gay now. Okay, who's ready for a true story? When I entered my MFA program this fall, I knew I was going to have so little time for cooking. So I wanted a solution that would let me have tasty, healthy meals in a flash so that after class, I could still have time and energy to be gay. 
So I signed up for Factor, which ships you ready-to-eat meals that are chef-created and dietitian approved They're fresh, never frozen, so all you have to do is stick them in the microwave for two minutes, and then they're nice and done. Um, the weekly menu has over 35 options. The salmon entrees are always my personal favorite, but they have um, a lot of things you can choose from, options for different dietary needs like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. They also have add-ons for when you don't need an entire meal. Um, I tried some good cookies and some jerky. Uh, no prep, no mess, and when I looked into it financially, which was one of my main concerns, it was actually less expensive than uh, takeout and honestly really close to the cost of buying ingredients at the grocery store down my block in New York City. Uh, and then I saved a lot of time. So to me, it was definitely worth it. Did I mention that the meals are also really delicious? Like I've yet to try one that I didn't like. So if that sounds good to you, I think you should give it a try too. Head to factormeals.com slash dykingout50 and use code dykingout50 to get 50% off. That's code dykingout50 at factormeals.com slash dykingout50 to get 50% off. Wander with us into a world of magic. Join Jenny and Madeline in this fantastical audio drama as they journey into the stories you grew up with and reinvent fairy tales with a feminist twist. We'll see you soon in the forest of feminist fairy tales. You did say you had an ex-girlfriend from a, from a team of some kind. Was it the co-ed team? Um, no, my co-ed team is, there's only three of us girls. One's my roommate and um, the other one's her friend from growing up, but they're both straight. So do you ever play, because I know in New York they have dyke soccer. Yes, I, so I've heard rumors about this dyke soccer, but I've never played. Oh, past guest of the podcast, uh, Olivia Levine is like, loves it. It's like her life. Really? It's she, she is so hardcore about I've dyke soccer. Heard of this. It brings her the most joy. I yeah. want to play it. I, so on, I've been invited. I thought I was getting invited to play a few times on Hinge, like, but it's like you know when you're, you know when it's you're on, move. you're on like her or Hinge. You have a wife, so maybe not. You have a serious. Girlfriend. I have no but idea. I remember yeah. them both. I used her more than Hinge. Hinge wasn't really that popping when I was on the apps. Sometimes like I get on the apps and then I'm like very active and then I'll start dating someone, but like I haven't deleted the app yet. But like it's still there, but I'm just like not responding. And two mm -hmm. times in the past, like, four months, girls have, like, sent messages, and then I don't respond, and then they're like, do you want to play soccer? And then I'm like, hello? Like, I'm back. Um, <laughs> and then both times, because I thought they were inviting me to dyke soccer, and I was so excited, but then they both, like, were like, oh, we, like, just kidding, like, I want you to, like, teach me to play soccer or something, like, lame oh, like that. Man. Do you have a soccer action pick uh, in your profiles? Yeah, I did for a while. Because you must, then you must clean up. <laughs> but it's only because I wouldn't be invited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to ask you about like playing co-ed versus like a queer sports league because I know I don't play uh, any intramural sports anymore since I moved to New York too because I have like this fear of getting injured and living in New York while injured to me is like the biggest nightmare of like twisting an ankle or something right. and Just then not having being to like able to hobble around. It. While living in New York, yeah, no, just, yeah. Just, I can't afford to. No, get I'm like in all of the stairs. Okay, yeah. But when I lived in uh, Atlanta, I played intramural or rec league softball, and at first I played co-ed, 
And I kind of didn't like it because the guys hit the ball so freaking hard as if like there's money involved or something like the, the woman who organized the league, she was pitching one game and she got a line drive, um, and caught it and didn't get it with the pocket of the glove and it shattered the bones in her hand. Like that's how hard somebody hit it. And like, like this is supposed to be like, you know, you're drink, you're having a beer when you're waiting to go up to bat. And so I would only play in the outfield, which I'm like more of an infielder, but I was so afraid of like the ball coming at me at like (laughs) high speeds. But then I played in a all women's league, which happened to be just like mostly lesbians. So it wasn't explicitly a a gay league, but like mostly lesbians. And I would sub in for that. And they, they were even more hardcore. (laughs) And like, I was involved in like a home plate collision with this, like, this like bull dyke who was, it was like league of their own. Like I had the ball and I was there (laughs) And, and I was there with my glove out and she's like, I'm going to run you over and knock that fucking ball out of your hand. Oh and it was like glove to face contact. Uh, it was so bad. And I'm like, I, I think I have to just stay with co-ed because like the dykes take it even more right. seriously. <laughs> like, I don't. OK, this is so I can't really speak to it because I've never played dyke soccer as much as I want to. But I am in the co-ed leagues. I'm very competitive. I like, I do back out of challenges sometimes. If like a guy's coming too hard, I'm like, it's not worth it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not allowed to head the ball because I got three concussions in college. And if I head it, I lose my peripheral vision. Oh my God. For like 20 oh minutes and then it comes back. But I don't like to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> but like when you play with, sometimes the problem with guys is we have like two new guys on our team right now who don't, and the girls on my team, we're all good. Like they, we all played in college. Like we know what we're doing. They don't pass it to you intentionally because they like, I don't know why they just, so it's like you make a good run or something and they just kind of look at you and like, it's not like they're just bad and they're not making the right decision, but they like look at you, see that you're a girl and then like go the other way. (laughs) And it's so annoying because I'm like, I played a paid a lot of like money for this league. Like I would like to participate. Like I can do just as good as you, if not better, but you just like just feels so again like disrespected the whole time so it's like it would be nice to maybe play with all girls where like i know that's not even an issue that's so right and like it might be more physical but yeah it sucks and it's like why would you play co-ed if you're not gonna pass to the girls like if why are you like just jerking off out there like playing with each other yeah that that was like a a hard thing too because i i am like somewhat competitive but i don't want to you know I don't know, show up to work with like a black eye uh, or something like that from, from a rec league. Um, But the problem like, yeah, with the, with the co-ed leagues was like some of them were uh, teams that were just trying to like make the girl quota. So if you weren't going into a team with like all friends, you'd always have like, Two women who are so useless and right. like couldn't even hold a bat. And I'm like, why would you sign up if you can't hold a bat? Right. Like what what is in this for you? And it'd be and they were I mean, they were having lots of fun, bless them, but then that was like frustrating on the other end of it. So I thought that, you know, playing with all women would be good. Um No, sorry, I was gonna say, how can you have so much fun when you're like doing badly? Like I don't <laughs> Right. When you're playing a sport, like, how are you having fun when you're, like, fucking up? Like, you should be killing it the whole time. 
Yeah, when you're striking out at like slow pitch wreck softball where they're like not even really calling. Right. And like, then you're I giggling think- afterwards. No. That's yeah. the only level Get of sports of here. I've played in my adult life. And I've had fun because it's always been comedians. It's it's a co-ed, but it's comedians playing kickball. That's, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's great. Right. Manageable. Doing bits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. That I would do. Yeah, I love it. I feel <laughs> 10 times more athletic when I play kickball with comedians. Yes. Yeah. My ex-wife used to play in two different or uh, actually a few different rec leagues in New York and they were um two of them were gay so it was like gay basketball and then <laughs> um and then gay softball or and softball again like <laughs> or softball yeah softball yeah <laughs> And I would always like kind of be like, oh, if you really are short or you need someone for softball, like maybe. But I was always, again, kind of like scared of getting injured. And uh, Tiffany Caban, is that how you say her name? Is this a softball player? Who? I she, don't know. No, she almost, she ran for office in Queens to be the district attorney of Queens or something. And she like narrowly lost. She's like very progressive and was like backed by AOC uh, and had like this really high profile race for a local uh, election and was running to like decriminalize um, sex work and all this stuff. Anyway, she played uh, on this softball team with my ex-wife and somebody like turned a double play while she wasn't looking and fucking threw the ball and it hit her in the ear and her ear was bleeding and she like blacked out and she had to get like multiple surgeries on her ear. Oh my God. Jesus. It was nuts. And it was so, and after that I'm like, I'm never playing on your softball team. <laughs> that right. sounds like such a nightmare. This is different. Yeah. Oh, that different than the one where someone broke their hand. This all sounds. Yeah. Oh, no, th- this is okay. different. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, I feel like softball is like so yeah. dangerous. Yeah, I don't know. I one time almost killed a girl playing softball in middle school. They, this girl in my school, we were like playing at PE, and I was on deck to bat next. So I was, and they gave us like regular bats. I think we were in fifth grade. Mm-hmm. So I'm like practicing my swing, like you know, I wanted to get up there and kill it, and uh, I was swinging so hard, and I wasn't looking, and she forgot her glove. Because we're like 10. And so she was running in from the outfield. She was running like towards, the, and I didn't see her. And I just like full on connected with her forehead. She oh went like flying God. back, oh bleeding everywhere. I'm like, what? Thank God. Like, I mean, was okay. Like, they called an ambulance to go to the hospital. Disaster. Also, they called her parents, but didn't tell my parents. <laughs> so, like, I was just sitting at school all day, like, my friend is probably dead. Like, this is terrible. <laughs> And then I tell my mom after. Do you think she goes throughout her life now and like anything like off that kind of happens with her? She's like, it's probably because Lindsay hit me in the fucking head with that bat. <laughs> I mean, God. Like every be. time she forgets something or like messes up at work, she's like, I don't Fuck think she Lindsay. has brain damage. I hope not. she was in the Peace Corps. Oh, so that's good. Okay. Well, <laughs> that can be traumatic too. So I guess I don't know. <laughs> I think she did. Yeah, okay. I have a friend who went to the Peace Corps <laughs> and somewhere in Africa, I don't know where. Um, Burkina Faso, is that it? Um, 
didn't know the language in the village she was working in and uh, unknowingly got married to a local man there and was one of his three wives. No. I'm not kidding. So yeah, what? Peace Corps can be <laughs> wow. dangerous. Oh. My friend got kidnapped. In the Peace Corps? In, uh, in Guatemala. Yeah. In Peace Corps. They yeah. don't check on She's okay the now. <laughs> but, yeah. That is crazy. She got like thrown into a car and, and kidnapped. It was pretty bad. I found I was like on uh, on an airplane with her dad randomly, and he's like, "Oh, did you hear what happened?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> he's telling me this like <laughs> horrific story. I'm like, dear God, was he like, "I'm uh, on my way to get her right now"? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, "Oh, you should you should uh, get back in touch with her sometime. I'm sure she'd love to hear from you." I'm like, "I guess so. I don't know." Oh my gosh, she's probably traumatized. What an icebreaker, yeah. Anyway, so when you're playing on these co-ed rec teams, do the guys like ever um, hit on the girls? Because I know like one of the guys asked me out um, on my co-ed team and it was at the same time. So I was like friends with my ex-wife. We were playing on this co-ed team with mostly our friends and then some random people. And I had like just crossed the friendship line and asked my friend out on a on a date um and then like the next game we had the this one guy on our team who I didn't know ahead of time like asked me out and it was just like very awkward I was like I thought it was like very obvious what was happening here (laughs) I have never um I was so uncomfortable I I yell about being gay yeah. all the time, so there I I like just Me make too. it so that there's no right. <laughs> yeah, you're like, that's the worst because then I it's some guy that's like I can overcome. I I'll switch you or whatever. There's a couple guys on our team who have dated a couple girls, but they're not currently dating. Mm. Um, except for that guy calling me a shorty, which I think is a little bit of a yeah. He's nagging you. Um, yeah, for the most part, it doesn't really happen. What about girls? Dating girls in yeah. rec leagues. Because I feel like that's a great way to, to meet people. As much as I'm know, like, ew, guys I, shouldn't do that to the girls. But, but the I'm girls like, but the girls, the girls could girls, totally yeah. hit on the girls. That's a great way to pick <laughs> right. up. I think that's the thing. That's my problem is like, so forget that guy being like, you're turning me on is like, obviously like a bad situation to be in. But it's like, right. I, when I went through my last breakup, like I was going up to girls in real life left and right and just asking them out I didn't know if they were gay or not like and if guys are doing that to me like I can't get pissed because like they're just shooting their shot technically yeah. right right um it's like I would do the same thing I think girls interdating on a um co-ed team is fine there were two girls that dated um on our college basketball team when I was at Louisville and the coach like sat them down and told them that they couldn't I could see how that would be problematic on a college team Right? More for like, yeah, because you're so young. I think now with like, you know, there's people that date that are on like the women's national team or are married, like yeah. Ashley Bryce and Allie Krieger. Like, that's a different thing. But I think when you're that age, yeah, it can get like kind of messy. Yeah, I feel like in college, uh, especially because it's not likely that this person's like your life partner, and it's a lot more likely that. There's you gonna two are going to have, yeah, there's going to be fight, there's going to be drama, and then that's going to be brought into the team dynamic, and they wouldn't want that. Yeah. I don't know. It's a hard line, though, because it's like... You can't enforce it, and also, like, if I were on a sports team in college, and I knew that there were other uh, gay women on it, I would totally try to date them. Like, 100%. Right? Yeah. Yes. 
And I think if I if I was on, I think I'm just using this podcast to try to get into Dyke Soccer <laughs> right now. Like that's my whole yes, goal. Reach out, uh, if anyone's listening. But um, I'm gonna yeah, I, I'll <laughs> introduce you to Olivia. She would love to bring you into the <laughs> right. Dyke Soccer fold. She's great. I think like if I was on Dyke Soccer, like for sure, 100, percent I would ask someone out. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, I feel like in in rec leagues, it's like that's Who half cares? the reason people do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm drunk in most of my during most of my games. But, <laughs> Really? Yeah, I'm not like, like a- I don't have any high moral compass in these uh, rec games. No, I like to. I figured it out when I'm sober. I remember that I'm old, so then I like don't play as well because I <laughs> my <laughs> try to do things that my body can't do anymore. But when I've had like three beers, I'm fine. That's like, crazy. Yeah. I'm playing great. You're running I around. I play better when yeah. I've had a few. Soccer's an easier one to play <laughs> when you're a little buzzed, though, right? Yeah, I mean, I think sort softball of. would probably be harder. Something like that where you have to, like, keep your eye on the ball, essentially. Soccer, you can yeah. just kind of run around. Yeah. yeah. That feels very, that feels European. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why? Europeans, what? like, have a drink at lunch, go play some soccer. Drink and right. watch soccer. Drink and play soccer. I don't know if this is the case now, but all of the, like, English Premier League players used to smoke cigarettes, like, <laughs> oh, in the 90s. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, well, they yeah. are, like, rock stars. Constantly. Arsenal. I'm an Arsenal fan. The other day, they were taking shots after their game in the locker yeah. room. What's the gayest position in soccer? Is it goalie? <laughs> That's the butchest. I would guess it would be goal. Well, I think. But then, how do we are... explain what's her name? Um, Rupino from the U.S. team. Ashlyn Harris no, no, no. is a goalie. Yeah. No, no. Um, the one who like beat her nephew. I'm oh, Hope Solo. Her. Hope Solo. Yes. Hope Solo. But she, yeah. um, she looks so gay. Looks gay. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought she was. Um, that might be why she's being so angry. A goal- I think when you're a goalie, you're kind of like out on your own. So it's like a little bit of a, um, not as much gay as it is. Like you're just like maybe a weirdo or like you're kind of like different than like. That's what the I wanted to be team. when I played like, soccer. Yeah. Yeah, like maybe you're like a little bit of an outcast type of person or like yeah. or maybe you're just good with your hands. Who knows? You might just yeah. be athletic. <laughs> That's the position you want to play. I played center mid, um, which I I think center mid, any of the central positions are pretty gay because you're organizing. You're like yeah. very you're like in control of the game. Um But I guess like keeping balls away maybe. is like Goals. Oh yeah, we're yeah. joking. Because like essentially, it's like it whatever. Just now. It's all gay. <laughs> Interesting to find that there was no dating in your rec leagues. I really wanted the hot goss on the. I know. I feel bad because yeah. I don't have. Um... <laughs> no, it's fine. Thought... Well, we were gonna. If I could talk, we. I think she won't mind if I say. But my one of my good friends that plays on our team, Rebecca. We have th- currently three of her ex boyfriends on the team. Hmm. Oh. So she's just recruit. She's just dating guys to recruit them for the <laughs> soccer team. Basically, is where we're at. And then the one guy that she was kind of dating during COVID ended up being a really good goalie. So we're like, thank God you dated him. Like, even though it didn't work out, nice. he's a great goalie. <laughs> so that's the only really like dating scandal we have yeah. going on. Look at us talking about boys. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Cut this out. Cut yeah, it out. Alan. It's all on the chopping no block. <laughs> What's the hot lesbian goss? Should we? Do you guys talk about that? Yeah, up top. But what is even happening this week, aside from the election? What's the hot lesbian? Well, off? Sue Bird and Rapino got engaged. Oh, my they got engaged. God, yeah. Yeah. I you didn't, didn't see? I didn't see that. Oh, my gosh. This is all we know. Okay. 
All we know is that it happened while they were in their bathing suits at yes. an infinity pool. Okay. Wow. We know that Sue Bird got down on. And her. I think Rapino proposed. Yeah. Oh, because Rapino's the one that's, that's putting. Right. I think. Yeah. She yeah. Did. Yeah. No, Rapino proposed, and Sue Bird was kind of holding her face in the pictures that we saw. Yes. Um, they presented without comment. They just posted. They each posted that same photo. picture. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, Lindsay, remember that you were in this Instagram live. Like, <laughs> this was the only thing keeping me sane back in May. I have been insane since. Uh, Megan Rapino and Sue Bird were doing their Instagram live show every oh, Saturday yeah. night called A Touch More. Yes. yes. And they would just get drunk and invite their friends. And Ashlyn Harris was on. Uh, D- Diana Taurasi was on. Uh, they have had other athletes from like different sports. Uh, yeah, it was I, so I fun. also just have to interject and say that we had Rachel Rapino on the podcast. And like Melody, like, we tried our hardest not to bring up Megan at all. And to just like <laughs> and I pretend. Probably, I don't. <laughs> you said you had a crush on Sue Bird, Melody. But like the whole time we're like, just don't make her feel bad by focusing on her sister. Like that was my mentality. I'm like. Like you already probably yeah. get it every day of your life, so I'm just right. not going to bring up that you're your Megan Rapinoe's sister. I think that's good. Yeah, I no, I remember in the interview with Rachel Rapinoe, I specifically referred to <laughs> Megan Rapinoe as Sue's girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> to good. her, just yes. to not mention her name. Yeah. I did love Sue first, and that's why I tuned in. I mean, I love them both, but I I know you watched it because one night I would just get drunk and watch their Instagram lives of their Same. show. And one night I was watching it, and I didn't think anyone else I knew was in it. And I was just, just drink and comment <laughs> heart emojis. I drink and comment heart yes. eyes emojis. <laughs> and then I saw you come in at one point. Yes. Elbows. <laughs> commenting some heart eye emojis and I was like oh my god I think I saw you doing she- it and I was like because I think it was the um one night I remember it was during quarantine because I was at my yeah. parents house and I had That's gotten I started it yeah and I had gotten so drunk and I was like on Instagram in bed like scrolling and I was like oh they're up like let me see what they're <laughs> yeah. up to like they're awake and it was the Diana Taurasi one and that was the one that where they got really was drunk was that the one that one up for okay they were so drunk in that and they were one. on there all I was night so drunk you were so drunk like yeah. and they went on for because you can only Instagram live for an hour I think they just kept yeah. having to start restart it yeah, and they it went so on for funny. over four hours like Diana Taurasi was out on her back patio in the daylight and suddenly it was night <laughs> it was a long one. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember helps- seeing you in the comments. I, <laughs> I just remembered this. I, I love that- when I see like, Chris, sorry, like Chrissy Teigen post something and one of my friends likes it. I'm like, why are you liking <laughs> Chrissy Teigen's like, yeah, post in a swan costume? I feel like this is a missed opportunity that we should have like organized queer comedians to all be on uh, their Instagram live at the same time. And we just take over the comments of like, yeah, they were yeah. looking at the comments of lesbians and, like, reacting back to them. Yeah, they I were like, the- yeah. And they would, we should have been like, you guys should listen to Diking Out. It's such a good podcast. It's like on par I with know. this. Like, just like, promote yourself. I would do it. They are the dream guests. <laughs> I do that for other lesbians. I comment under the diking really? out account. Yeah, I comment under the diking out account, and I hope that other um, like listeners will see me in there and be like, "Oh my god, diking out!" Like Sarah Paulson, you should do yeah. it. <laughs> yes, it's usually Sarah. I mean, Paulson. it's um, always Sarah. Paulson. a huge get. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Oh, Rachel? I guys, I, yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, you guys are killing the game. <laughs> I was referring to her as the, the hotter Rapino. Yeah. Is that okay to... Oh, during the podcast? I was just going to say that, but no, I don't know if during. I should say it now. <laughs> oh, after. Her. Oh, no. Like, yeah, enough time has passed, but to, to Melody, I'd be like, oh, are you ready to talk to the hotter Rapino today? <laughs> Yeah, and then immediately after our interview with her, I was like, yeah, she's the hotter Rapino. Yeah. I don't really, I need to look at pics now. I'm going to go. Yeah. (laughs) Later. (laughs) (laughs) She's she's pretty good looking. Um, That's an interesting thing, though, having two gay twins. I know. I feel like it happens. I guess if you're identical twins, like, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not a choice. That's been scientifically exactly. studied, I think, that it's like a really? much, much higher, yeah, than like non-identical twin siblings. The occurrence is like so much higher if you're right. identical, though they're not identical. Right. Oh, right. they're not. Okay. They're not. But but I, I still think being twins might be, they look pretty similar, but no, I don't think they're identical. Yeah. Um. Tegan and Sarah. Oh, yeah, they're twins. Oh my god, that actually, I used to listen to the con, I think that was my MySpace song for a while, maybe, <laughs> or yes. I would just like blast it from my, um, so like talking about if I was gay in Kentucky, my, um, one time my mom came back and I was like, I would sit in the computer room and just be on MySpace like for hours, and uh, she came back and I was like blasting the con, and she was like, what's this song? And like, she just like wanted to know, and I was like, I don't know, nothing, and like, <laughs> was so embarrassed <laughs> that like, but she had no clue. Yeah. They did know I was gay, though, for years, like, before. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Lo- like, loved it. Um, Your parents? Yeah, loved it. I love that. They used to ask um, me if I was gay all the time. Same with my parents. That was my next question. I used to yeah. be asked, I want to say once a year <laughs> from my parents. Yeah. Especially my dad. Your annual checkup. Are you gay? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> he would just say it, like, in the living room, like, at the dinner table. Yeah, it was usually the kitchen table, I remember. Um. Uh, and I hear I have, I have a question for all the kids tonight. Um, Let's just all go it's around. Not even all the kids. It was Melody, like, Melody, are you gay? Are you gay? <laughs> I love it. I do have to go back and say, if you didn't have a Tegan and Sarah song uh, as your MySpace song, were you even gay? Like Exactly. I think because I I had walking with the ghosts as my my oh, space yeah, song that was so good too for a while and it was at a time where I was on a break with my girlfriend at the time and because that yeah. was my song when we were on a break uh, they hated Tegan and Sarah after that and they oh, no. like moved in with me years later and then Tegan and Sarah came to town and I was going to go to the concert and they're like I'm not going with you. I hate oh. Tegan and Sarah. So my then I went with my friend who later became my first wife. And, you know. <laughs> wow. It all came full circle. I'm jealous you saw them in concert. Were you guys on MySpace trying to find gay shit? No, like, I wasn't that no. far. I was, I didn't even know. Yeah. I was on there just like, I don't even know what I was doing on MySpace. I, I wasn't was either. I was just wondering. Gay shit. I was like, yeah. I live journal is when it started being like, Hmm, Live journal is very gay. Oh. Yeah. But thinking back, I could have probably found a lot of gay shit because that's where I went to find like other Persians and other like just to connect with yeah. people with similar interests. No, MySpace, I was putting like the girls I was hooking up with in my top eight. 
Oh my god. To make my ex girlfriend jealous. Eight, yeah, my friends weren't I'm even so on it. It was like dashboard confessional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One friend from two towns over who happens to be on MySpace. <laughs> Just so emo. Oh man. I was borderline emo for a while. It's a, a I was emo. Yeah. Oh, let's I, yeah. who, who was the, who were your like go to like what kind of emo? What was your brand of emo? <laughs> Um, I think my brand of emo was like I would just post like random like song lyrics. Away um, messages, AIM profiles. Was it like messages. the used or taking back sent like Dashboard Confessionals? Dashboard. Oh, who was the band that the, something corporate? Something corporate, yeah. Soco, yeah. Taking back Sunday wasn't emo. I think Soco was emo. I was into them. They were emo on the cusp of pop punk, and yeah. that was a big okay, discussion okay. at the time. If they were considered, oh, it was like wow. posers like him, but I liked him. Um, brand new, also, yeah, yeah. yes, loved brand oh new. my god, loved that. Um, I think Soko was my first concert. Oh my god, I like to say anything and like all They're that so like concert. produced. Say anything? No, no, no. Yeah. Um, or something corporate? Yeah. Oh yeah. I was like 14 years old. We I didn't drink the whole time, which is crazy to me. I'm like, how did I go to a concert in high school and like not do anything bad? Like we just went and had like an amazing time. Like, there was a crossover with straight edge culture and emo culture at yes. the time. I feel yes. like we're all around the same age where that was a thing. Like there was like proud to be sober, straight edge, X on our hands and Sharpie. They all put yes. X's. Laguna Beach. Yeah. It was all. Be- I think it was because of Laguna Beach. Because of Steven? Yeah, that was a huge part of it. <laughs> I didn't watch it. I I feel like whatever emo band you were into also had a lot to do with like where you grew up. Because like when I went to college, it was like everyone I knew from Jersey was like really into Coheed and Cambria, and then like oh everyone God, from Coheed. Long Island's into Brand New. Like Brand New was very. I think they're from oh, Long Island, right, right. so like that kind of stuff would yeah impacted. I would. I was yeah. just like growing up in Buffalo where everyone was way too into the Goo Goo Dolls. So that was. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I guess Ani, we, we had Ani DeFranco. OK, so that <laughs> kind of. No, man. <laughs> I thought you were going to say on the pod. <laughs> I wish. I know. When I discovered Ani DeFranco, I think I was in college. Yeah. But yeah. that's when I definitely w- knew I was gay. And I was like, this is the best thing I've ever heard. Same goes for Fiona Apple, even though she's not. But. I feel like it was a gay vehicle. Oh, yeah. I think it into her as much. When I found out I was gay, it was um, Ani DeFranco and a lot of um, Five for Fighting. <laughs> Sorry to laugh. <laughs> no, it's hilarious. Because like, wh- it's like, why? But uh, there was a girl on my team who was also dating a girl who was like really into Five for oh, Fighting. yeah, I think probably. Well, I think, too, like a lot of those emo bands yeah. were just like pining over women. And I was like, yes. That's like, what I'm talking about. Like, emo, yeah. if you really liked emo, a lot right. of the time you're you turned out to be queer. Like, <laughs> it was all about like unrequited love. Yeah, and, yeah. It was so yearning. Queer. It was so emotional, and the bangs. Are you guys like sensitive in relationships now? Are you the sensitive one? No. <sighs> Not that that's a I bad mean, I, thing. I, but, I like, thought are you I emotional? was until I started dating Allie. Um, takes the cake <laughs> on sensitivity. <laughs> <laughs> that's me I'm the emotional one I think oh yeah yeah and I I don't know if it's because of the emo music but could be a big part yeah of it. that is a part of it I um I still listen to it sometimes and I before 
when we could gather would go to emo nights in Brooklyn or there's one in Austin. That's <gasps> awesome. Um, I love nice. it. It's just millennials who are too old to be doing this drunk and scream singing the lyrics right. to taking back Sunday <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and moshing. And it's so much fun. I think we need that right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> also, I feel like the the girls who like went to those concerts too were always like, I don't know. At one point, like once I realized I was gay when I was like 16, 17, and I would go to concerts and I was just like the entire time like vigilant looking to try to pick up on like who else could be like another queer teen in the crowd right. and it was like very confusing for me at those concerts because so many of them looked like kind of alternative all of them yeah I remember well this was <laughs> th- th- this wasn't emo but I went to <laughs> I went to a no doubt concert <laughs> and I was like in the front row with this other girl um, who I didn't know she was just like next to me and we just like struck up a conversation and I had my like disposable camera in the front row and I had like two of them or something and I took all these pictures and uh, she like gave me her aim screen name to oh. yeah and she was like uh, if you I'll pay you That's if huge. you get like doubles of your pictures and I would like love to like meet up and get them uh, from you and I was like yeah oh my god what a slick move right what a slick arts move so the more I thought about it the more <laughs> I was just like wait what if she's gay and like I got so worked up and nervous about like this meeting and like meeting this girl from another school who I bonded with at the no doubt concert oh my god. and then it was just like the biggest womp womp she was just like thanks for the pics and then like left and that was like uh. oh, <laughs> but no. in my mind like le- like anything at that time in my life like what it was like oh this could be the love of my life like that's <laughs> anything that seemed yes. remotely queer <laughs> the first person that I ever like had like a crush on that I acted on was when I was in college and she I, I don't even remember how I found out about her but she was a musician like around like she w- went to Louisville also but she was like around and I would like watch her videos like on Facebook and then I just, like, messaged her one night and was, like, I don't even know what I said. But, like, we were just, like, chit-chatting back and forth for a while. And then finally I was, like, so I think I might be gay. Like, and she was, like, yeah, I figured. Like, because <laughs> <laughs> uh, she was gay. Yeah. And then uh, we, like, went out for lunch once. And then, like, nothing <laughs> happened. And it was, like, but I had the biggest crush on her. Yeah. Because she was a guitar player and was, like, emo. Oh, yeah. I can only imagine what it's like now, like, like just having such access to people on like social media. Like if, if there was like that much content when I was a teenager or in college, uh, right. as a gay and I could like see all this content from people I didn't know, but who were gay, I would just, I, I wouldn't like leave the house. I don't think. I know. <laughs> yeah. Cause you're like, this is all I need right here. I probably wouldn't like emo as much if there was more out there. I feel like I yeah. probably purported to like it, uh, more. I was in love in high school with a friend of mine who was like the girl that I would go to emo shows with. Yeah. <laughs> I probably was a lot more into it. Emo in general because of that reason. Yeah. <laughs> so rec leagues, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Now we're talking about emo culture. I know. How did we get from rec leagues to emo scene? <laughs> I don't know, but this was a great first Yay. date. Thanks for yes. having 
We covered it all. We did. Uh, any any final words on rec leagues or emo or advice? If anyone wants me to join Dyke Soccer, yes. Yeah, call me. Are your DMs open, Lindsay? My DMs are open. Would you wide open? Would you like for a sporty Dyke to reach out and maybe yes. go on a date in the New York City area? Well, Sure. I will say this. I'm not in a relationship, but I am not. Not in a relationship. I'm emotionally unavailable right now. Okay. Yeah. I'm not not in one, but I'm not in okay. one. So I'm in. But yeah, I would love to play dyke soccer. What's your type? I don't think I really have. I do like someone that like plays sports. Taller girls who are sporty. How tall are you? Do they need to be taller than you? I'm five. I'm only five four. So it doesn't take a lot. Okay. Classic soccer chick. Um, yeah, classic shorty over here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't really think I have a specific type. I'm open to, I'm open to whatever's out there, you know? I'm looking for love, you know? I don't think love has a face or a type or... All right, guys, shoot your shot. See who's out there. <laughs> I'm excited about this. Is this a dating podcast? Am I on a yeah, dating podcast? it is. Okay. It is. Great. We're turning into it. If that's where the money is, we'll yeah. do it. Cool. Uh, where can people find you on social media? You can find me at Elbols, L-B-O-L-S, on Twitter and Instagram. Um, Great. Yeah, I post show dates on there. I'm in Philly a lot. I have some really nice Philly lesbo fans. So if you're in the Philly area and you want to come yes, see nice. a show there's always lesbos on the show in Philly and I love them all and they're great and you guys should hang out and be friends. Philly's great. So yeah, I'm there a lot. Oh, I'm in New York a lot. Hopefully whenever COVID dies down, you know, I'll post some shows. Yeah. Come um, on, try state yeah. lesbians. Let's go. Yeah. If we get our Stonewall show back, we'll have you on. Oh my God. I would love <laughs> to. That's, yeah. yeah. A thing. <laughs> it's so much fun. Well, thank you so much for taking out with thank us. Thank you, Lindsay. Lindsay. Thanks guys. Okay, wine bottles are away. White claws have been uh, are sitting in the recycling bin. Things said have been processed, and <laughs> we love Lindsay. So much fun! I yes. love that I got a chance to share that story about that dyke cup. And yes, you know what I forgot to mention? What is that? You made At out? the end, even better. Okay. She <laughs> left me with my stuff. She wasn't working anymore when I went to get it. It was in a locker. And she had placed a bag full of, like, holiday candies and chocolates and, like, a ribbon-sealed little thing. <laughs> like, a gathered... Like, it was like she wrapped it. <laughs> Very cutesy. Wow. And there was a note in it. That was like, yeah, I could tell you're a good person. Like, you could just get your shit together. <laughs> like, what? It was like happy holidays because this is like right a couple days like after Christmas. Yeah, like my birthday. It was like the day before my birthday. <laughs> what a wild ride. Like, happy holidays. Um, you know, go Tennessee. Like something. <laughs> That's I think so about funny. that a lot, and I can't believe I didn't say that. But wow. it, very, it was a like very tender, like very nice handwriting. What a <laughs> like great way to wrap up! She took the time to wrap up like these cookies and um, candies and chocolates. 
That's almost better than a smooch. Uh, worth it. <laughs> worth the arrest. Human <laughs> connections. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm still drunk. <laughs> well, that's a beautiful story. How about we get to a, another beautiful thing? And that's yes. our listener question. Let's spread some joy. And I love this question. I knew you would. You know I do. You know I do love this topic. Okay. My question is regarding journaling, specifically morning pages. I want to know how you both got into morning pages and what that entails. How long do you journal for? I'm an aspiring journaler and can never get myself to stick to a schedule. Well, well, well. Well, schedules. Heard of those. Kind of a 2019 thing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's challenging for everyone right now to stick to their schedules, I think. Um, I know. I'm a little embarrassed to answer this question. Me too, because because I fell off the wagon last week. Me too. I have fallen off. I've been... It's been a a journey with journaling and morning pages for me. You know, I have so much admiration for past guests of the podcast, Jen Richards, who sticks to the schedule. Yeah. Religiously. Like she made it a habit. Yes. And you have to do it for what, 60 days to make a habit? Right. And And there's a lot of like habit tracking kind of agendas. Carolyn and I love the best self journal. Um, Yes. Just, yeah, that's key in making that practice. But what got us both into journaling oh, and doing morning pages was definitely the artist's way. Yes, by What's Julie her? Julie Cameron. Yes, by Julie Cameron, the artist's way, and you don't have to be a, a writer, a comedian, an artist to read the artist's way. You just have to like to create in any capacity. And they talk about art in terms of creation. And it sets like a guideline for, for why you do it. If you don't want to invest in the book, it's basically about getting all the thoughts out of your head when you first wake up and filling up three pages in a notebook. So however long that takes you, uh, it varies depending on the notebook you use yeah. and the spacing of it for sure. What I do instead, I write for half an hour. Right. That's generally how long it takes me. Um, yeah. Sometimes if I'm really, it's flowing, it's like 15 minutes. On average, it's half an hour. It can drag oh, to wow. 45 if I just like zone out. Yeah. Um, I can be a little bit slow at writing. So if I'm filling like three pages in a big notebook, that'll take me a little bit longer. So I give myself usually half an hour to do it. I'll set a timer on my phone. I make sure that I don't have any other distractions around, which is also very hard for me because sometimes I'll like hear a notification or something and then I'll pause and respond to it. And then it takes me forever. You really have to like isolate yourself, sit down first thing in the morning with coffee, tea, whatever you do with your morning routine and knock those pages out. And it helps you get through the rest of your day so much, but I notice it like then the rest of my day, I'm not, uh, stirring on these things, like thinking about like, Oh, that weird dream I had, or this thing I'm anxious about, like you get it out of the way by writing about it. It's a way of just kind of confronting all the things that could possibly stop you from being successful in your day. And it really does make such a difference in my life. And I fall into this trap of like, well, I don't have time for this today. But then by not making time for it, 
I end up wasting more time throughout the day by getting distracted by all the things that I should have just gotten out on paper. Yeah, it in just half clears all the junk yeah. out of your head. It's you're not writing art. Um you're like just blurting anything that might yeah, flood your yeah. thoughts later in the day and just getting it out and moving on with your day. You're actually not supposed to read the pages in the exactly. artist way. Yeah. Um until it's the thought end. diarrhea. It is a 12 week program. Um, and if you choose to follow the program, you will kind of get some ideas or prompts on what to do your pages about. Initially. Have you gotten through the artist way? <laughs> no, I, I've, I've never gotten through famously it. Famously been on uh, month four for the last few years. Um, <laughs> and I've started over and over. I just can't get past four. Um, but but here's what the, the reason why. And I hear this from so many people is that once you start doing the artist way and you're working through it. So many things start happening in your life that you almost get like too busy to keep going. It's like, well, now I'm creating or all these things that I've like asked the universe for right. are happening. So now I don't really have time to keep going with this book because the things I've asked for and the things that I want to create are like full steam ahead. And right. It is very new agey in that it way. Um, and I think a lot of people get turned off by it being uh, using a lot of religious words like, you know, the great creator, like that's whatever you want it to mean. She uses just a lot of um, religious feeling analogies and. But also states that it, that it's not yeah. a religious book, that she Very just uses God, that. but God can be whatever creator you want God to it's be. It's more of a spiritual book. And yes. if you don't want to read the whole book, I do recommend reading the tiniest book, easiest read, called The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by Ooh. Deepak Chopra. <laughs> um, it's, I mean, it really is like, you can just extract the main lessons <laughs> from um, Artist's Way and read that in like 10 minutes. But um, it is, it focuses a lot of like manifesting and intentions and um, I don't know. what the Really the takeaway is the artist. Uh, is the morning pages and then the artist date just taking yourself on a two hour uninterrupted date just to be alone and be creative perhaps for two yeah. once a week and if you have a hard time sticking to a schedule there's a book that I know Cecilia read I think it's called The Power of Habit and it's just all about how to create habits that you stick to and proven methods for doing that. And I think it's, you know, it takes so many days to fall into a rhythm and create a habit. And then once you do that, uh, that's what before, uh, before COVID really hit Cecilia got into running, uh, in early January. And I was so impressed. And it was because she read this thing about habits and like eliminating obstacles to get you to do your habit. So like if you go to write in the morning, but you get distracted because the dishes from last night, uh, are in the sink and then you avoid doing the journaling because you have to do the dishes. Like make sure you do the dishes the night before. Like they say for running, if you get up in the morning and you just have so much trouble like getting the motivation to run, sleep in your running clothes. And that yeah. eliminates an, an obstacle of, you know, feeling too lazy to change. You just like get up and go. So make it easy for yourself. Eliminate distractions. Um and 
Yeah, I think it's a great thing. And we, we've had people write in, too, who maybe aren't looking to journal but are struggling with, like, a lot of confusing feelings about their gender and their sexuality. And my answer is always journal about it. Write about it. Write everything down that you're feeling and keep doing it, even if you're writing the same kind of thing every day about what you're, you're feeling, you know, like in, in therapy, I know that I kept feeling like I had to bring new things to every session and my therapist called me out on it. And she's like, you, you don't have to entertain me. Like the whole point is to talk about the same things over and over. It's, it's not, not an like, open mic. I know it's, it's hard for me to not feel like I'm, I'm not a judgmental to- <laughs> comic in the back of the room. right yeah and I mean I do uh recommend the book because she talks about your inner critic and like the monsters that live inside of you and uh, get in the way of achieving your potential and that potential just could be a journaler like you can work on (laughs) becoming a journaler through the artist's way yeah I've been watching a lot of Nexium cult documentaries I felt like I was just talking with my hands to you in the zoom like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I haven't been actually you talked about that a lot on last week's episode but that was something that we had to cut for time so I put that on the Patreon too along with the oh, overall talk really Carolyn really <laughs> I guess it's on me to listen to the podcast to know that already <laughs> <laughs> listeners if you want to talk about Nexium, hit me up. <laughs> That's all I've done. Melody is <laughs> deep a into scholar. it. Scholar. Have been. But the vow reignited it and actually made me. Okay, I'm not going to get into it. Sorry. <laughs> I'll save it for Patreon. <laughs> well, happy journaling, listener, and to any of our U haulers who like to journal and I don't know, maybe also find an accountability buddy. And yes. journal together. It helps that my wife and I both try to do morning pages. Same. Then we can do them at the same time. But yeah, get a buddy and go out and get snazzy journals and gel pens. They're just a really good pen. I think on our old on our old merch shop, but they still might be there on uh, T Public. You can order diking out notebooks. Why not journal in your diking out notebook? Oh my god, I literally am. I've Yay. been doodling in it this whole time <laughs> yes thank you so much everybody for diking out with us you should give us a follow if you're not already uh on instagram twitter facebook at diking out and on tiktok at diking out podcast yeah i'm keeping up the tiktok momentum i posted another tiktok on election day we're gonna keep it going and we're off <laughs> Off to the races to become the next stars of TikTok. Come on, guys. Give us a follow. Engage with us. We just want to be D-list lesbians. Help us yeah. get there. Watch our progress as we go from uh, novice TikTokers to just taking over the platform. I'm going to fucking shave my Claudia eyebrow. Conway. <laughs> <laughs> Which... I could grow it back in a few days. No problem. <laughs> I got an eyebrow shaving TikTok the other day when I was posting mine. They like fed me something out because when you pick the song you want to use, it was like, oh, here's another one. And it was somebody who like shaved cuts into their eyebrows. Oh, yeah. Is they that... fed you that? Yeah. So, you know, the scene in Matilda with the brownies. <laughs> That's 
the TikTok content of slits and eyebrows you're going to get, and you're going to be instructed. <laughs> it's just you're going to be stuff in your face on TikTok, <laughs> just like what's his name from Matilda? What was his name? I haven't seen Matilda. Oh my god! I'm so mad at you. What? I'm suspecting, Melody, that you've been on our TikTok account just looking at eyebrow shave videos, and that's why the <laughs> algorithm thinks that I am need to see it. Uh, you got me. And you can follow me at TGI Carolyn, where I did archive my creepy Halloween you picture. <laughs> Many of you were able to catch it and comment on it to say how perfect Carolyn, it was. I swear to God, Thank why you. did you archive it? If you had done your morning pages, you would have not archived it and you would have believed in it. No, because it scares me when I look at it. Okay. Like it's gonna. I'm giving myself nightmares, and uh, it does live in other places. It does live on our Facebook for right. patrons only group, so you can see the picture there. I was gonna put it on Patreon in general, but I think we would lose patrons. I think they'd be like, "Why would you do this to me?" <laughs> so uh, follow me at TGI Carolyn. Hey, you know, follow me at Melody Kamali. And thank you. One last time for diking out with us this week. We're looking forward to doing this again. See you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Hey, Jenny, have you um, ever heard of a vampire slayer? Do you mean the one girl in all the world with the strength and skill to fight the vampires, demons, and forces of darkness? I do. Oh, yeah, I've heard of her. Cool. My name is Jenny Owen Youngs. And I'm Kristen Russo. And together we spent six years watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one at a time, podcasting about each and every one. Never seen Buffy before? We will protect you. Our podcast is spoiler free, so first time viewers can listen along safely. Ever thought to yourself, I wish someone was brave enough to write an original song for every single episode of Buffy? <laughs> Your search is at an end, my friend, because we did exactly that. So if you've never watched Buffy or if you're about to watch the series for the 14th time, come over and join us. Our podcast is called Buffering the Vampire Slayer, and you can learn more about it at BufferingCast.com. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.